everybody, welcome to today's time of devotion with our God. It's a new day and his mercies are new every morning. At this moment, we're going to stand up for leaders all around the world using your leaders in your country as a point of contact. Pray that they walk in the wisdom of God. They are guided to stand for the truth and to take decisions that better the economy of their nations. Pray also for all men that you walk in the righteousness and in the truth of the season, standing with that which they should stand with. The Bible says that if we do all of this, we would live a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and spiritual honesty. We're going to pray at this moment. Pray for your president. Pray for your governors. Pray for your county leaders, wherever you may be around the world. Pray that they stand for the truth at this moment and that they will not be swayed by every kind of um, information and doctrine. The Bible says that God wants our leaders to rule with justice, with truth, and with honesty. And we pray that our nations are brought into alignment with the prophetic timing plan and purpose of God as delivered to us in the scripture with the authority that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ, we forbid and overturn Satan's plan and agenda to control the governments and nations of the world before the time, for they are not hitherto given into his hand, which shall be hereafter by the authority of the living Lord Jesus Christ. We break the dominion and influence of Satan and demons over the leaders of government and their people. And we exercise dominion in all of these nations. We declare that the hold that Satan has, which he has exercised through fear and mongering, fear mongering and coercion is destroyed. We then also pray for ministers of the gospel and all the saints of God and churches of Christ around the world, declaring that they are protected and delivered from satanic deception these last days. Please let us unmute our mics as we pray. Mando Saka Ya 
Ma 
Thank 
Oh, Father, we worship and exalt your name for another time to gather before your presence this morning to make power available. Oh, by the power of the Holy Ghost, we declare that devil has lost his power over nations of the world and only the will and perfect purpose of God will come to pass in all nations of the world in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord God, because you've already answered our prayers. For in Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good morning, esteemed Sister Maka. Good morning, esteemed family. You're welcome to Inspired by the World Times of Devotion. Um, thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Right now, we're going to be moving into the Rhapsody of Reality segment, and I would like to invite the esteemed Sister Amaka. Thank you so much. God is good. He has done me well, oh my soul. Rise up and praise the Lord. God is good. He has done me well, oh my soul. Rise up and praise the Lord. God is good all the time and all the time the lord is good praise the lord i'd like to welcome everyone to another time of devotion with our father the bible says that we're two or more of us gathered together he's there in our midst we acknowledge his presence even at this moment the manifest presence of god the one that heals that delivers, that helps, that saves, that rescues, that prospers, that blesses, is the one with whom we are involved. And with the Lord, it can only get better, never worse. Today is Saturday, the 8th of May. And you can please... Um, follow the screen as we go through our devotional for today. It says, live for him, live for him. They are astonished and think it very queer that you do not now run hand in hand with them in the same excesses of dissipation and they abuse you. First Peter 4 verse 4, Amplified Classic Translation. All your life, you must have been hearing that the coming of the Lord is near. But make no mistakes about it. It's closer now than you can imagine. Your role is to be prepared and look forward to his coming. But one of those, but be one of those eagerly waiting, awaiting his return. He said in Luke 21, 34 to 36, and take heed to yourself lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with sovereignty and drunkenness and cares of this life so that 
and so that they come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. First Thessalonians 5, 2-3 says for yourselves, know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travel upon a woman with child and they shall not escape. The word shows us that these things will be fulfilled towards the ending of time. And we're in those days that the scriptures talk about. We can truly see all the prophetic signs manifesting right before our eyes. Now Hebrews 2 and verse 3 cautions, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Be sure that your life is in sync with God, living according to his word. Don't be ashamed to stand up for the Lord. He stood up for you and saved you. Don't be ashamed that they may call you names, insult you, and even persecute you. Live for the Lord. The Bible says it's better to suffer persecutions for doing the right thing than to join, than to join those who live in error. If they ostracize you for believing in Jesus, it makes no difference. Jesus loves you. If they forsake you, he won't forsake you. He always, he's always in you and with you. Therefore, distinguish yourself for the Lord. That's what God wants you to do. Distinguish yourself for the Lord. Remember, the rapture itself doesn't have a sign. In other words, it can happen anytime. Therefore, serve the Lord heartily and with joy, so that when he comes, he'll meet you aglow and burning with the spirit, serving the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, Father, thank you. Thank you for the entrance of your word brings light and it brings understanding. Thank you, Father. Thank you so much, everybody. I'd like to hand over to Sister Joy at this moment for the Rhapsody prayer as well as the further study. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ma, for the opportunity. So right now, I'm going to be taking the further study. Um, we're reading from 1 Peter 4, 1 to 7, the Amplified Classic Version. It says, so since Christ suffered in the flesh for us, for you, arm yourselves with the same thought and purpose, patiently to suffer rather than fail to please God. For whoever has suffered in the flesh, having the mind of Christ, is done with intentional sin, has stopped pleasing himself and the world and pleases God so that he can no longer spend the rest of his natural life living by his human appetites and desires, but the lives for what God wills. For the time that is past already suffices for doing what the Gentiles like to do, living as you have done in shameless, insolent wantonness, in lustful desires, drunkenness, reveling, drinking bouts and abominable lawless idolatries. <clears throat> they are astonished and think it's very queer that you do not now run hand in hand with them in the same excesses of dissipation and they abuse you. 
but they will have to give an account to him who is already to, who is ready to judge and pass sentence on the living and the dead. For this is why the good news, the gospel, was preached in their lifetime, even to the dead, that though judged in fleshy bodies, as men are, they might live in the spirit as God does. But the end and culmination of all things has now has now come near. Keep sound-minded and self-restrained and alert, therefore, for the practice of prayer. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Oh, sorry, we are going to be taking the, the prayer together. You don't have to unmute your mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are. Praise God. It's on the screen. Blessed Father, what an honor to be, con to be counted among those to escape the destruction that is coming on the world. As I earnestly look to your appearing, I'm aglow, I'm burning with the spirit, serving you heartily and joyfully in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka. Right now, I would like to hand over to Brother Z to take us through the New Testament reading of the one-year Bible plan. Thank you so much, everyone, for your time. Have a glorious day ahead. Can anybody hear me? Brother Z? Okay. Yes, Sister Joy, we heard you. Thank you so much. All right, man. Okay. Um, today's one-year Bible reading plan is from John 4, 1 to 26 and 1 Kings chapter 1. Just a second. So I'm showing my screen and I'm reading John 4. We'll start with John chapter 4, 1 to 26. The woman at the well, Jesus realized that the Pharisees were keeping count of the baptisms that he and John performed, although his disciples, not Jesus, did the actual baptizing. They had posted the score that Jesus was ahead, turning him and John into rivals in the eyes of the people. So Jesus left the Judean countryside and went back to Galilee. To get there, he had to pass through Samaria. He came into Sychar, a Samaritan village that bordered the field Jacob had given his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was still there, 
Jesus, worn out by the trip, sat down at the well. It was noon. A woman, a Samaritan, came to draw water. Jesus said, would you give me a drink of water? His disciples had gone to the village to buy food for lunch. The Samaritan woman, taking a bag, asked, how come you, a Jew, are asking me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? Jews in those days wouldn't be caught dead talking to Samaritans. Jesus answered, if you knew the generosity of God and who I am, you'll be asking me for a drink and I will give you fresh living water. The woman said, sir, you don't even have a bucket to draw with and this well is deep. So how are you going to get this living water? Are you a better man than our ancestor Jacob who dug this well and drank from it? He and his sons and livestock and passed it down to us. Jesus said, Everyone who drinks this water will get thirsty again and again. Anyone who drinks the water I give will never thirst, not ever. The water I give will be an Astasian spring within, gushing fountains of endless life. Verse 15. The woman said, Sir, give me this water so I won't ever get thirsty, won't ever have to come back to this well again. He said, Go call your husband and then come back. I have no husband, she said. That's nicely put. I have no husband. You've had five husbands and the man you're living with now isn't even your husband. You spoke the truth there, sure enough. Oh, so you are a prophet. Well, tell me this. Our ancestors worship God at the mountain, but you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place for worship, right? Believe me, woman, the time is coming when you Samaritans will worship the Father. Neither here at this mountain, nor there in Jerusalem. You worship guessing in the dark. You worship guessing in the dark. We Jews worship in clear light of day. God's way of salvation is made available through the Jews. But the time is coming. It has, in fact, come. When what you are called will not matter. And where you go to worship will not matter. It's who you are and the way you live that count before God. It's who you are and the way you live that count before God. It's who you are and the way you live that count before God. Your worship must engage your spirit in the pursuit of truth. That's the kind of people the Father is out looking for. Those who are simply and honestly themselves before him in their worship. God is share being itself, spirit. Those who worship him must do it out of their very being, their spirit, their true selves in adoration. The woman said, I don't know about that. I know that the Messiah is coming when he arrives. We'll get the whole story. And he said, Jesus, you don't have to wait any longer or look any further. Praise the Lord. That ends the um, the study for the New Testament at this time. So we'll go over to the Old Testament and we'll be reading from First Kings chapter one. Yes, we were done with Second Samuel yesterday and we're entering into a new chapter, First Kings chapter one. And today we'll be reading just this chapter. David. King David grew old. The years had caught up with him. Even though they piled blankets on him, he couldn't keep warm. So his servant said to him, 
we're going to get a young virgin for our master, the king, to be at his side and look after him. She will get in bed with you and arouse our master, the king. So they searched the country of Israel for the most ravishing, ravishing girl they could find. They found, they found Abishag, the Shunammite, and brought her to the king. The girl was stunningly beautiful. She stayed at his side and looked after the king, but the king did not have sex with her. Verse 5. At this time, Adonijah, whose mother was Hagit, puffed himself up, saying, I'm the next king. He made quite a splash. With chariots and riders and 15 men to run ahead of him, his father had spoiled him rotting as a child, never once reprimanded, reprimanding him. Besides that, he was very good looking and the next in line after Absalom. Praise God. I didn't need to talk with Joab, son of Zeruah, and with Abiatar the priest, and they threw their weight on his side. But neither the priest Zadok, nor Benaniah, nor son of Jehoiada, nor Nathan the prophet, nor Shimei and Ray, nor David's personal bodyguards supported Adonijah. Next, Adonijah held the coronation feast, sacrificing sheep, cattle, and grain-fed heifers at the stone of Zohel. Zohelet near Rogel Spring, he invited all his brothers, the king's sons, and everyone in Judah who had position and influence, but he did not invite the prophet Nathan, Benaniah, the bodyguards, or his brother Solomon. Nathan went to Bathsheba, Solomon's mother. Did you know that Adonijah, Haggit's son, has taken over as king, and our master David doesn't know a thing about it? Quickly now, let me tell you how you can save both your own life and Solomon's. Go immediately to King David. Speak up. Didn't you, my master, the king, promise me your son Solomon will be king after me and sit on my throne? So why is Adonijah now king? While you're there talking with the king, I'll come in and corroborate your story. Verse 15. Bathsheba. Bathsheba went at once to the king in his palace bedroom. He was so old. Abishag was at his side, making him comfortable. As, as Bathsheba bowed low, honoring the king, he said, what do you want? My master, she said, you promised me in God's name, your son Solomon will be king after me and sit on my throne. And now look what's happened. Adonijah has taken over as king and my master, the king, doesn't even know it. He has thrown a huge coronation feast, cattle and grain fed heifers and sheep, inviting all the king's sons, the priest Abiatar and Joab head of the army. But your servant Solomon was not invited. My master, the king, every eye in Israel is watching you to see what you do, to see who will sit on the throne of my master, the king, after him. If you fail to act the moment you are buried, my son and Solomon, my son Solomon and I as good as dead. Verse 22, abruptly. While she was telling the king all this, Nathan the prophet came in and was announced. Nathan the prophet is here. He came before the king, honoring him by bowing deeply, his face touching the ground. My master, the king, Nathan began. Did you say Adonijah shall be king after me and sit on my throne? Because that's what's happening. He's thrown a huge coronation feast, cattle, 
grain-fed heifers, sheep, inviting all the king's sons, the army officers, and Abiatia, the priest. They are having a grand time, eating and drinking and shouting, long live King Adonijah. But I wasn't invited, nor was the priest Zadok, nor Benaniah, son of Jehoiada, nor your servant Solomon. Is there something that my master the king has done behind our backs? Not, tell, not telling your servants who you intended to be king after you. King David took action. Get Bathsheba back in here. She entered and stood before the king. The king solemnly promised, as God lives, the God who delivered me from every kind of trouble, I will do exactly what I promised in God's name, the God of Israel. Your son Solomon will be king after me and take my place on the throne. And I'll make sure it happens this very day. Bathsheba bowed low, her face to the ground, kneeling in reverence before the king, she said, Oh, me, my master, King David, live forever. King David said, Call Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, and Benaniah, son of Jehoiada. They came to the king. Verse 33. Then he ordered, Gather my servants, then mount my son Solomon on my royal mule and mule and lead him in procession down to Gihon. When you get there, Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet will anoint him king over Israel. Then blow the ram's horn trumpet and shout, long live King Solomon. You will then accompany him as he enters and take his seat on my throne, succeeding me as king. I have named him ruler over Israel and Judah. Benaniah, son of Jehoiada, backed the king yes and may god the god of my master the king confirm it just as god has been with my master the king may he also be with solomon and make him make his rule even greater than that of my master king david then zadok the priest nathan the prophet benia son of jehoiada and the king's personal bodyguards the kerathites and pelathites went down mounted kings mounted Solomon on King David's mule and paraded with him to Gihon. Zadok the priest brought a flax of oil from the sanctuary and anointed Solomon. They blew the ram's horn trumpet and everyone shouted, long live King Solomon. Everyone joined the fanfare and ba the band playing and the people singing, the very earth reverberating to the sound, hallelujah. Verse 41, Adonijah and his and his retinue of guests were just finishing their coronation feast when they heard it. When Joab heard the blast of the ram's horn trumpet, he said, what's going on here? Was all this uproar? Suddenly in the midst of the questioning, Jonathan, son of Abiathar, the priest showed up. Adonijah said, welcome, a brave and good man like you must have good news. But Jonathan answered, hardly, our master King David has just made Solomon king. And the king has surrounded him with Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, Benaniah, son of Jehoiada, with the Kerathites and Perathites, and they've mounted Solomon on the royal mole. Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet have anointed him king at Gihon, and the parade is headed up this way, singing a great fanfare. The city is rocking. That's what you are hearing. Here's the crowning torch. Solomon is sitting on the throne of the kingdom. And that's not all. The king's servants have come to give their blessing to our master, King David, saying, 
God makes Solomon's name even more honored than yours and make his rule greater than yours. On his deathbed, the king worshiped God and prayed, Blessed be God, Israel's God, who has provided a successor to my throne, to my throne, and I've lived to see it. Hallelujah. And verse 49, panicked, Adonijah's guest got out of there, scattering every which way. But Adonijah himself, afraid for his life because of Solomon, fled to the sanctuary and grabbed the horns of the altar. Solomon was told, Adonijah, fearful of King Solomon, has taken sanctuary and seized the horns of the altar. And he's saying, I'm not leaving until King Solomon promises that he won't kill me. Solomon then said, if he proves to be a man of honor, not a hair of his head will be hot. But if there is evil in him, he will die. Solomon summoned him and they brought him from the altar. Adonijah came and bowed down, honoring the king. Solomon dismissed him, go home, praise the Lord. We've come to the end of, of um, our Bible reading for today. And um, the word of God is what it is. We don't take the word of God at face value. We take it in the depth of the things that um, we see in the word. The Bible says that the scriptures were inspired of the Holy Ghost and written by men who were chosen of God. And they were documented for our sakes so that in the days coming, those of us who will come to the knowledge of Christ in generations to come would have something with which to refer back to, with which to um, get a, a, an understanding of the character of God, of his nature, of his personality, and to understand the doctrine wherein we've come into. We see how that David has lived his life and he has come to um, um, the age where he has to hand over to another. You know, and the beautiful thing is David is here the first, you know, to have to crown his successor. Many kings, if you look through um, Bible days, even from the time when we were reading the judges, you know, when they began to ask for a leader, you will see that, you know, it was at the point where something happened and then another person became the leader. For the first time, David had the opportunity, you know, to anoint his successor. And would see also that in the passages coming, you will see that it wasn't something that every other king who sat on the throne had the luxury to do, you know. So um, we've seen how that David, despite all the trials, despite all the challenges that he went through, he's come to that place where, you know, David looked back and he said that God brought me out of every trouble. He helped me in every way. You know, it's, it's one thing to look back at your life and to count your blessings. You know, there's a, the human said that count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what God has done. David, at this moment, is looking back at his life and thanking the Lord for all that he's done with him. Even through all the troubles, he came out of every one of them because God saw him through. You know, um, it's easy to sometimes consider a list of the many things that you have written, desiring that God will do stuff for you. But you see, it's also very important that while 
it is okay to have desires and to have them documented and to pray about them. Always remember to keep track of the ones that the Lord has done so that at every point in time, there'll be gratitude in your spirit, you know, um, and in, um, in the New Testament, we read from um, John 4, 1 to 26. We started the book of John some days ago, and um, we entered into First Kings today. There's so much, so much in the Bible that we can learn for ourselves. There's so much about the Lord Jesus Christ. You look at him talking, talking to the Samaritan woman. So that what you, the water you are giving me is just ordinary water, but what I have on the inside, if I give it to you, you will not have to look for water all your life. And, you know, every time that we see the example of Jesus Christ, the way he talks, the way he thought, you know, the, the way he acted, his responses to situations, to questions, um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a picture for us to see who, you know, who we are and the things that we are capable of doing. Because the Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. Of all the amazing things that Jesus did, you know, while he was on the earth, the one the scriptures was referring to when he said, as he is, so are we in this world, is the crucified, resurrected, ascended and glorified Christ, not the Jesus that walked the face of the earth. If the one who walked the face of the earth experienced such glory, you know, such made that much impact in his lifetime, imagine the recreated Jesus who rose from the dead, who has ascended and who was glorified and made to sit together on the throne of God, in whom God is pleased that all the fullness of the Godhead will dwell in. The Jesus that we have that lives inside of us, he's not an ordinary person. And in, 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 in so doing, it matters that we refuse to live an ordinary life. I do not want to be ordinary in any way. I do not want to be ordinary. I wasn't born to be ordinary because the one who lives inside of me is not ordinary. This is the conscious, consciousness that you must have. And you see at any point in time, Whatever comes against you, whatever situation that you are faced with, you need to understand that you already won before that matter happened. When you're conscious of that, you would always be at rest knowing that it can only work together for your good. Why? The word says so. It said all things work together for good to them who love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. Romans 8 and verse 28. So, um, your state of mind, your mindset at every point in time as you go through life is very important. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to hand over to Brother Martin to take us through the Pauline affirmation, the communion, and then we'll take some testimonies. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Mr. Marco, for this great opportunity. Good morning. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. The next paragraph, I, your name, and consider according to the riches of the glory of Christ. 
At this time, our candy has everyone to kindly unmute their mics to take off three. Please unmute your mics. At the count of three, one, two, three. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Sin, all our pains, all our shame was poured upon him. 
Thank you, Lord God, for we are made whole continually. Every day of our life, the wholeness which Christ has consummated is evident in us. Lord, we give you praise and worship you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Go ahead and pray to God and pray. After the same manner, also he took the cup. Then he has stopped saying, This cup is the New Testament of my blood. Please do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death in the cup. When he died on the cross, he said it is finished. The pains are gone. The sickness is gone. The infirmities are gone. It is finished. As you take this cup this morning, whatever it is, I command that growth to die and pass out of your body. I command the pain to go. The infirmities will leave this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As you take this cup, yes, you can make every inch whole from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. That same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, parampulates your body from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, repairing every part of your being. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, rather take the cup now. Oh, shut up, you before you should after the Glory to Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you so much for this time. Thank you so much, Esteem Sister Maka. This point I hand over back to you. It goes to the many parts of meeting. Thank you very much. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Brother Martins. Thank you, everybody. Um, we still have about a few minutes to go, and we'd like to take testimonies if there are any. Your testimony can be about the impact of the Word of God in your life or in any ramification of your life. Please go ahead and raise your hands if you have a testimony. Your testimony can be about the working of the word of God in your spirit. You know, it could be reflected in any area of your life. So if you'd like to share, please raise your hand. Okay, I see and um, Ataru's Mary. Okay. Um, Just a second, please. Okay. Um, please unmute from your end. Please go ahead. There's a lot. Good morning, Mr. Maka. Good morning, my beloved brethren, and all the co-hosts in this uh, forum. I can't thank you enough. But the word of God is working mightily in my life since I joined this forum. The word of God is so strong in my life. I study the word of God more. I meditate upon the word of God more since I joined this forum. And now I'm going to finish the one year Bible plan just because of this forum. I can't thank you people enough. God has been awesome. 
even in my finances, in my spiritual life. That those that you know annoyed me in the past, I find myself going back to them to make amends, you know, to reconcile back to them and say, I'm so sorry. Even though they are the people that offended me, I find myself so loving, more humane, you know, and all because of this devotion. Praise God. That has been awesome. And another testimony I want to share with you, about three weeks ago, my second daughter found them um, 1 p.m. And she was crying. I was trying to ask, what is it? Why are you crying? What is it? She said, mommy, mommy, my roommate has just been kidnapped. I said, kidnapped? How did it happen? She said she left in the morning. And around, around 1 p.m., she called her. She said she has been abducted. And now she's being held hostage. And she doesn't even know who the, the abductors. She doesn't know them. She doesn't even know where she's staying. Well, I said, okay, send me the number who she called you. She said, the number is no longer going. I said, just don't worry, send it. And meanwhile, my daughter has an exam by 2 p.m. I, I was able to calm her down. I told her to go for her exams. And that she should make sure after the examination, she should incident the matter at the police station. She said, police? I said, yes. That's why it should be assumed that you corroborated because she's still staying with you in the same room. She went for exams. So I, I tried getting people who knows Sister Maka's number so that we could pray for this girl. I didn't get her number. I said, okay, there's no need looking for her. I'm a Christian. The Bible says I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I carry Christ in me. So I decree a thing and it will establish unto me. So the people that were there with me, there were three women. We just joined hands together and prayed for this girl. We prayed for her. And the following morning, my daughter called me that she's back. Praise God. That she came back around 5 a.m. So what am I saying? Because of this devotion, anybody that is connected to us cannot be harmed. We cannot be harmed by, any, by anybody, neither our family members and our friends. We, can, we have been hearing stories of people that have been abducted and killed and buried and their, their bodies are mutilated and all that. But this, in this situation, just because we held hands and prayed for this girl, she came back. Praise God. I can't thank God enough. Thank you so much, Sister Maka, for the opportunity. I'm so grateful. God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much, Sister Rosemary, for sharing your testimony. So, so inspiring. We're grateful. And congratulations on that which the Lord has started in your life in the life of your family. It can only get better. Praise God. Hallelujah. We can still take one more testimony. Is there anyone who would like to share? Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay, permit me to call a few people who in one minute will just share about the impact of 
the inspired by the word devotional in their lives um, since you started joining. Um, Sister Chingwe, Sister Chingwe, please, just for a minute, please share with us what has it been like for you since you started joining the inspired by the word devotion? Good morning, esteemed sister. Good morning, everyone. Um, thank you very, very, very much for the opportunity. Um, for me, it has been more of um, a conscious development of the times we're in, and also knowing that this day devotion um, keeps our mindset up on like what our goal is at the end, right? I mean, every day when we're being instructed and daily guided as to knowing um, the life we're to live out as Christians. And it's amazing how that in each of the devotion, we're daily reminded of who we are in Christ Jesus. I think that consciousness for me daily is what has like really, really kept me going. I mean, waking up in the morning, joining um, a community of um, like-minded Christians. For me, that has been like really, really amazing as a person. And yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful. I'm quite grateful for the opportunity now. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing. God bless you. Sister Denny Kewaldi, please, would you like to share just for a minute? Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good, Good evening. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this privilege. I, For me, it's been so amazing. It's been more of an high opener to a whole lot of things. And it's been so wonderful. It's been a journey that keeps that connection. You know, it keeps you connected to your source. You are no longer disconnected. It's, it's a daily it's a daily walk because it, the daily walk with God, at, uh, you know, it's, it's been um, in and out. And then at the time I got connected to Inspire by the Word, it was a time I was going through certain things in my life. And each day I joined since then, it's, it's really helped me to got, I got out of that so quickly, so speedily that some people even wondered that, how did she manage this? Like, thank God we don't look like what we've been through. I mean, a lot of persons that, ask, that, that knows, they are wondering, how is she even all joyful, all excited? How is she doing it? It's been amazing for me. Inspired by the word, helped me to get out of that so quickly. And it's also helping me to build on the foundation that I had. I'm so grateful to God. The words are always so precise clarity in so many things, so many ways. I'm grateful to God for this platform and I'm thankful to God for the gift of um, the wonderful people we have and esteemed Sister Maka. I'm grateful to God for this gift in our midst. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you so much for sharing with us, Sister Adenike. Thank you also, Sister Chinwe, and thank you, esteemed co-host, for the daily impact that you've all, you know, made in our lives by the Spirit and by the Word. In rounding off today, um, I want to say that the Bible says that let the Word of God dwell in us richly. 
you know, um, eat with an emphasis on the word richly. You know, and the other day when we were reading about the fullness of the of God dwelling in us, I did say that if you will allow this fullness dwell in you, there will not be a vacuum for any other thing. There will not be a vacuum for frustration. There will not be a vacuum for depression. There will not be a vacuum for things that are not of God. He said, he said, if if something is true, if it is honest, if there be any praise, if there be virtue, if it is just, you know, he said, think on these things. And, you know, by the word of God, God is guiding our thoughts. And of course, through our thoughts, he's guiding our words and our actions. And he's showing us the way of life. If we would stay in that path, we would always be fine. There's a lot of depression going on in the world. But I have said repeatedly in this devotional platform, have confidence in the love of God for you. I reminded us constantly that even the trouble that you brought upon yourself, God takes responsibility. Okay, I was saying that let's unmute as we share the benediction. Thank you so much, everyone. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with us now and forevermore. Amen. And surely, God's goodness and mercy follows us all the days of our lives, and we dwell in the house of the Lord enjoy the rest of your day everybody